Hi, I'm Amy Stone. Hi, I'm Kylie. This is Zach Edwards from Black Diamond Garden Centers. And you're listening. And you're listening to your Midwest Garden Podcast. Your Midwest Garden Podcast. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Your Midwest Garden Podcast. I have a couple of housekeeping things before we get into today's uh, eight-legged show. <laughs> cute. Not cute. six. Very cute, Scott. Eight. eight. Anyway, uh, one of the things is, I don't know if you noticed, but a couple of times uh, I have had some ads running on the show. Um I really don't like just throwing ads on to throw ads on. It makes us what sixty four cents when it's all done. We're, we're, we're rich. Cheap. Um, but basically, there are a couple podcasts that are related to gardening and stuff. So if they come across as, "Hey, we want to advertise on your podcast," I will generally let them through. So the last one that uh, was running was uh, about farming, and it's two guys similar uh, in format to Mike and I show here. And uh, so I let that one through in case some of you also do bigger farms or something along that or even like the lavender farm. And we've got a, a U-cut type of uh, zinnia, zinnias. How you pronounce that, Mike? Craig Tomatoes. To, to, yeah, it, zinnias, I pronounce it that zinnias. way. But some people, you know, depends on what ethnic background, too. I mean, you could be of a, of a Eastern European, uh, uh, and they pronounce it zinnias. Zinnias. Zinnias, yes. Zen, I get, get in my zen spot. Zen could be from um, there you know, closer, you know, you know, what do you want to call it, Asia. So we're hoping, um, to, we're hoping to be talking to uh, a gardener oh. that does... Um, you pick zenia, 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 zonia, tomatoes, tomatoes type of garden. Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, 1937. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, uh, please forgive us. I try not to do ads because I really don't. That's going to help promote somebody that's got a similar base yes. like we do. Yes. I mean, it, it, that's kind of the goal is, you know, give somebody else, give our listeners uh, another shot at somebody else. Scratch their back, we scratch ours. Wait a minute, that didn't come. I scratched theirs. Nobody thing. has scratched my back. I don't want anybody near my back. So the other news I saw that everybody can go Google, and if you Google Luther College um, in Iowa, the students there, it's a private college, they're all excited because they have been trying to promote bees, get a bigger bunch of bees going there. And they have now identified seven new bee species to the state. And uh, in the press release, it says the college said seven of the 55 species of bees found living on the college campus have never been recorded in Iowa. That's the Midwest for most of most people around here listening to this program. And they just go on. It's important to preserve and protect the diverse bee population. One third of all food that we eat involves a pollinator of some sort. And most of those are bees. 
Well, I heard that there's trying, they're trying to slam bees and honey right now, even though it's full of minerals and all sorts of micronutrients that you can't get out of pure cane sugar. It's still sugar, so it's evil. Give me a break. So it's really cool because what they're, the, it says the goal of the program is to help ensure a better future for the pollinators. And they, these students have actually gone to the uh, grounds crew of the college and recommended plants, native plants type of things to attract bees uh, to the campus. And, geez, that's, uh, that's pretty good, the discovery of seven new bee species to, it's, to oh, Iowa. Seven of them, and that's in Iowa in itself. Now, I, mm-hmm. I was enlightened that the honeybees that we have around here were basically shipped in from Asia eons ago. And I'm finding it a little difficult to continuously believe because I think that, you know, like you said, you've got, they didn't send all seven from, you know, Pakistan or from China or from India. I mean, where did they come from? And I'm thinking they're honeybees too. And way back when Yogi Bear ended up wanting to go get honey or no, not Yogi. It was Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Honey from, you know, the honeybee. Now, give me a break. I'm thinking that there's always been a honeybee around. I don't care what anybody says. It's kind of like Santa Claus. Tooth fairy. Honeybee? <laughs> tooth fairy. How did the tooth fairy come in? Anyhow, that is the buzz in Iowa. <laughs> I like the way you played that one, Scott. Uh, I am rolling over in laughter. Yes. So, so look it up, Luther College. I in Iowa. Now, I got some information from uh, another college, University of Texas. Now, honeybee, is a honeybee an insect? Yes, Mike, they are an insect. Wow. A beneficial insect, mostly, unless you get stung by them like me. You know, three years ago, he would never have known that. (laughs) We got a monster on our hands. Anyways, a good one. Today's subject. What is it, Scott? It is... Is it home remedies, or is it something that we can go into that is... No, we're going into it, because what has happened uh, this week, especially at the Garden Center, people were coming in complaining about spiders. How do Ew, I, they're not insects, though, Scott! How do I get rid of spiders? How do I get rid of spiders? And so I'm like, oh, wait a minute, where are you trying to get rid of them from? Because much like your bee buddy, yeah, they are... A friend to the gardener. And what are they technically called? Arachnid. Arachnophobias. Well, no, that's a movie. (laughs) Yeah, yes. With Goodman. But no, uh, people are, most people are afraid of spiders. I said, well, where are they? Well, they're around the house. And I said, okay, well, they're not going to come in yet because it's not that cold. But if you want to move them, let's get a little FBI relocation program going here and and let's relocate them from your house to your garden area. Now, how are you going to do that when people are scared crazy of spiders, period? Are you going to go and pick it up and go, come here, spider, 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 spider? All, all I can do is suggest that you do it. Uh, and that's my good deed of the day. Well, Whether they do it and, you know, I can't control that. Well, you can ward them away. I mean, there's 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 a old remedy that they used a long, long, long time ago for a cert- certain type of uh, repellent, and it's natural. Scott, you got to ask me, what is it? I have to ask you that? Yeah. No, you don't, but you All can- right. What is it, Mike? What is that natural repellent? Well, it's an orange. It's not an orange, but it is an orange. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is a apple, but it's not an apple. 
it's a monkey ball, but it's not a monkey ball. Careful on that one, man. (laughs) But anyways, it's named after an Aboriginal tribe here in North America, and it's called the Osage Orange. Yeah, and that's, I have actually put those uh, in my basement before. And what kind of return did you get from it? Um, well, I didn't have a problem, so See, I guess it was good. It worked out when you don't notice. It pushes them away. Now, it's not going to just work on spiders. After doing a little bit of research, I found out that they do come from Texas, and I know you did a little research also. The spider came all the way from Texas or the, the orange, orange? The orange. Okay. The orange. Just clarifying. The spiders themselves. I mean, if you were to go with an Osage orange, I had Japple, um, well, the University of Texas basically found out that they're a little bit large, well, too large for, let's say, natural grazing animals like a cow or a horse to eat. However, they found in petrified dung, that's a nice way of saying poop, of things like woolly mammoth. Yeah. They would eat it, and then those seeds would be dispersed throughout all over North America. Um, but again, they supposedly originated in... they. Around the Yucatan Peninsula, Texas, uh, Panama, around there. Um, People brought them up, uh, and they were not necessarily planting them, but they found out that insects just generally didn't like them. Not necessarily a spider being that a spider is an arachnid, not an insect, but they're going to be away from it. A lot of banks, when they were building in Texas, they wouldn't loan to a person building a house or taking a loan for a house unless there was some Osage orange used in the in the house itself. Why is that? Repellent of insects such as termites. Um, even, you know, like you said, even spiders, but relatively bad insects are repelled by the Osage orange itself. I've seen the, the plants. These trees aren't huge, but they'll get up maybe about 30, 40 feet, and they drop these hedge apples on the ground. You could pick them up, obviously, bring them home, Plant them in the corner of the house where you didn't want the activity indoors. But we found out that people are using them outdoors also. Yeah. And that's basically getting rid of the, the well, the insects. Right now, insects are going way, way haywire. Scott, do you want to tell why the spider is basically being more noticed right now? Because it's going to be fall soon. Okay. And, well, that's... <laughs> that's, that's the only answer I know. Why, no. why are they... Why are there Why are there so many spiders along the back of my house at this time every year? Well, Mike? first of all, that's an indicator that it is going to be fall. If you keep your eyes and ears open, you're going to start noticing robins are going to be leaving. Um, there are things... The cicadas have been screaming. Uh, usually from, let's just say, a home or, or folk, folklore, when you start to hear the cicadas sing... You only have seven more weeks of summer. Yeah, and that's usually right at July 4th, right it, before July 4th, right I notice them. You've noticed them, right. Oh, yeah. And then, well, now the Osage Orange, you're watching these, oh, God, the most beautiful spider in the world. It's huge. It creates a beautiful uh, web, but it's called a weaver, orb weaver. Beautiful black and yellow spider. People freak out when they see it. They scream because these horror flicks, be horror flicks from the 50s, 30s, 40s, they're showing these spiders, and they go, da-da, it's going to take you. It's going to wrap you up in some of its silk, and it's going to suck your juicy blood out of you in another two weeks later. I mean, it's going to put you in their own refrigerator. No. This is they, not the Halloween episode. That's well, we're going to go back to that come <laughs> Halloween. But they don't do that to you. 
the orb weaver is a really cool insect. Now, Scott, you and I looked up. The only evil in, uh, spiders in this part of North America and the Midwest right now are two of them. Two of them. What are they? Only two venomous in the U.S. So it's the black widow and the brown recluse. You mean a tarantula is not venomous? You know what? I, I don't, don't I, believe everything you hear on the internet. I, on the internet. I don't like that because the most toxic poison of a spider that is in this part of the world is called the daddy long leg, and they're the most venomous. But they don't have the fangs to go ahead and put it into people. They have the fangs put it in other insects, knock them out. But it's the oh, most it's the most know. toxic. So no, I don't believe that. I believe that they're venomous insects. All I mean, not insects, but arachnid spiders all over. I'm really the most toxic venomous ones are going to be the black widow or the uh, uh, brown recluse. Brown recluse has a violin on his back. The uh, black widow spider has the red diamond on her stomach. Um, you'll see it, uh, but you know I don't just ask you to. Oh, look, black spider. Let's turn her over, and then ow, she bit me. Oh, yeah, she does have that red diamond on it. No, don't do that. So before we get to a bunch of relocation ideas <laughs> yeah, or ways yes your ways of doing it let's can we get a few facts out about the spiders here first go for it so spiders are not insects so insecticides will not kill them i mean i guess maybe if you spray it right on it it'll drown them yeah yeah but because spiders walk they don't crawl like the other like it's not going to crawl through seven dust it's going to tippy-toe its way through, therefore not really. Well, you know, there's nothing more irritating than you're walking in or out of your house or somewhere, and then your face gets hit by this web. And it's yeah. like, oh, God. It's around me, I, the spiders don't bother me. It's the web that's, you know, all, I mean, I'm constantly cleaning them up. All right, so a couple more facts. So spiders like to eat earwigs, roaches, mosquitoes, flies. The only bad thing is them eating earwigs. Earwigs do eat aphids. So if you have an aphid problem, go get some earwigs, and then later go get some spiders can, to eat the earwigs. Now, can I interject here? The earwig, do you know where that name came from? Yeah, the Come on, su- superstition ahead. of uh, the bug crawling in people's ears. Laying its Laying egg, their eggs in there. And then basically coming out. And, you know, you, They have pretty much proven that to be You only have half a incorrect. brain. How do you know? So... <laughs> That's because I got a spider ear. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so we're trying to get you to relocate them. You push them away by repelling them. Or just not allowing them to come in that area that you want them. So it, let's say even in your garden area or whatever, they like decaying plant material. Yeah. Well, what, Why is that, Mike? Well, because usually decaying organic matter usually draws other insects into it. Um if, for instance, there's a smell that's out there, flies just love decaying organic matter. Well, they love flies, too. Um, let's say there's even wood that starts to rot a little bit. Yep. You get those other insects in there. Have you ever seen a spider dragging away a little beetle? Now, you won't see spiders and ants going after each other, but you will see spiders going after beetles. You'll see them going after flies. You'll see them after moths, like you said earlier. But anything that's related to decaying or organic matter. Now, with your vegetable garden or flower garden, you're going to start noticing that things are starting to change color, correct? Well, when they're changing color, that means autumn's nearby. 
they're going to go and scrape up these insects that are flying around that are going to go after food. And their food is going to be any type of decaying organic matter from your garden, flower garden, veggie garden, you name it, even in, you know, use shrubs of that nature. There is some amount of decaying organic matter. But like with your house, though, Scott, you made mention that you're noticing the spiders all around the perimeter of your house. We discussed it. Why do you think that is? Well, it's only on the back side, which is north, but it's also the side that faces my woods area. So, I mean, that's got to be a food source. Any areas that are undisturbed, they're going to hang out there longer. It's a protective space for them. Um, And it was even suggested that if you have have any low-hanging tree branches near your house, to take those out because they like the tree branches and you know what you can put in your garden to attract them? Paper and cardboard. They love paper and cardboard. Now, why is that? Well, I don't know. And I don't, did they go into detail on no, that? No, they didn't go into detail. But you They know, were just talking about removing uh, hiding spots and then enticing them to go other places. You, you won't see them really out in the middle of the day as much. Most of the spiders right. are going to be coming out at nighttime. Until it gets cold. And then they want to come in your basement where it's warmer or in your garage. And isn't that where we bring in the Osage Orange? That's where we bring it in. Yeah. And that's going to help to repel them and keep them away from coming indoors. I did not know that the Osage Orange, well, it was named after an Indian tribe, again, but it's been around forever and ever in the Southwest. And it's been used to repel all sorts of things. They've even used it, I don't know how well it worked, but to take care of scorpions. Help to repel them. But that's one of the reasons why they wanted to use it in most all building material down there. You were talking home remedies. Right. Off air. And we have found that uh, spices like black pepper, cayenne work really well. Peppermint, spearmint, which is, what are those, Mike? What do you mean? They're mints. Oh, you're going to go by the, we're not going to, they're mentha, M-E-N-T-H-A. Anything that's of the mint family is called a mentha, M-E-N-T-H-A. We're going to have a pop quiz in about two weeks on that, so please write (laughs) this down. You think I'll pass? I'll pass. I'm not going to want to do that. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they were even talking about like a vinegar and water mix or lemon juice and water mix. Now, that's where something that I've got to be a little bit more... Mm, hesitant in promoting. Lemon juice, maybe. That's an acid base. Um, so, too, is the vinegar. But if you use too much of either, let's say too much vinegar, I guarantee you they're using vinegar as a remedy to knock out weeds. Well, the definition of a weed is anything you don't want hanging around. Yeah. So, I mean, if you use too much of it, it'll cook it. So be careful with this. Yeah, I think those two items were more of a... a, a take the spider out naturally type yeah. of thing versus uh, moving them along. Remember, be, be leery of anything that you see that's going to be a natural or home remedy. Um, the vinegar, yeah, you're going to burn something. Um, they've even went for Epsom salts. That's going to help to repel them a little bit, but it's mostly the micronutrients that you're going to be putting or incorporating into the ground for next year's growth. Um, lavender is also a good, I'm going to call it a companion plant. Although Ooh, I like it's that not term. The, it's not the spider's companion, which is why you want to plant it. Right, so, right. 
So if you're, you know, if you got some uh, lavender or some of the spearmint, or the mentha, that you can put, like in my case, up closer to the house to keep them from with the mentha building a neighborhood in there. Pop quiz in two weeks, but with the mentha, you got to be careful also because it can become invasive. Now the thing here is, if you're going to plant that and you want it to spread, that's beautiful. But if you don't want it to spread too terribly far, you got to retain its root root system. Save coffee cans. Um, yeah, or do pots instead of in ground type of thing. Yeah, cut right? the bottom. Is that well, where you're going? I'm going. You can put the pots in the ground also if you want to. But well, no, I'm not saying that. Instead of planting peppermint or spearmint and all that, use lavender, them in the container. Just right. Just put them in a container. Yeah, and, and you put can them move along those the house. Yeah. Yeah. You. If you see a spider ganging up in one area, move your lavender over there. Ta-da, and watch. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, the spider's going to go, well, <laughs> the neighborhood's going downhill. And they're going to move elsewhere. It's going to push them away. Yeah. But they are a beneficial thing. They're not insects. They're beneficial. They eat the insects. I mean, have you ever seen the fly trying to escape a spider web? Spider's just sitting there going, whoa, laughing. And I'm going, ooh, this is really gross. And then they just suck the juice out of them while they're alive. I mean, I spent a little too much time watching them. So those are basically some suggestions to help relocate. The, the purpose of this podcast was you know, these people wanting to take the spiders out. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know. Look, they're cool. Because they'll be like, home remedies or what do you have? And I'm like, how about just relocating them because they're beneficial? Everybody's all about the bees, but, you know, you got to love the spiders too a little bit. Well, their mothers love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not real. They're not beautiful. Well, I think it depends. I mean, if you study them, they're they're probably beautiful and very intriguing. Right now, people get freaked out by them. Don't I mean I honestly know people that would pick them up by the web, the 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 strand that they got hanging out of their butt, and then taking them and relocating them also to a different part of the yard. Yeah. But you know you got to be bold enough to do that. Again, there's only two types that are going to be venomous that are going to knock you out. And besides the other thing too, another lore, spiders. Yeah, they'll bite you. But most of the things that you're getting bit by, if you get rid of the spiders, they're the insects that do the biting. Keep the spiders around. They could be your best friend throughout the growing and the season getting ready for autumn and winter. Wait a minute. I'm lost. What did you what, what, Did you mean to say it's not the spider that bites you? It's the spider's prey? It's mostly the that prey that's you? doing the bite you. A spider okay. can, but any of those things that you call spider bites— Aren't really. Aren't really the spider. It's not the spider. It's the other insects that the spiders are going to bite. And if you get rid of those critters in your yard, you're going to find out you're going to have a lot more in there, uh, what they call spider bites, but they're insect bites. Now, you said you got the pots hanging around different. You can move things around aesthetically so that the spiders can be either drawn or warded. How about the ones where you got plants like right next to your house or or around your property that, that are lit? Yeah, like outdoor patios, swimming pools lights, with string banana, lights. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. banana trees. I mean, those solar cell or yeah, solar uh, lights that everybody puts up. So the lights are the lights don't attract the spider. The lights attract the spider's prey. Therefore, that's why all the, the webs spider. are going to be right around there. Because yeah. they're going to capitalize on it. It's kind of like these guys that go deer hunting and where they go ahead and throw corn all over right in the, right by where they're, they're, well, they bait them. And so what the spider's doing is it's baiting the insects. 
Yeah, so basically those bug bulbs that they used to buy years ago, the yellow ones, it's basically getting rid of the bug, not the spider. Correct the moon, no. The other suggestion that I came across is your compost pile. Bingo. Put it away. I mean, I think most people would in the first place, but here's just another scenario for you to put it away from your house or your shed, anything like that. Don't put it like right behind your shed because the spiders are going to hang out there too. Why do you think they're going to hang out there? Because there's a lot of hiding spots. Not in generally hiding spot, but it's also a de decomposition well, of right. organic matter where other critters, and it's going to be warm for those critters to live in. Right. And the spiders are going to be there going, okay, come on, guys. <whistles> Perfect place for you guys to live. Come here. And then you're trapped. Because, you know, it's not that you can't knock the spiders out, but any of those insecticides that you're using is not designed to knock spiders out. Right. Except some are. Some do have that, that toxin in there that's going to control spiders indoors. Now, pyrethrin will knock them out, but it also wards them away, meaning that the pyrethrin that you're using is a safe indoor and or outdoor organic uh, insecticide will knock a spider out. Right. But, but primarily, you put that down, these guys are going to scurry, Just, and they're going to go elsewhere. It's a deterrent as well as a killer. Right, right. That's interesting. That way, I mean, you're using it as a deterrent, much like it's a quicker way of getting them out of there. Yeah. So it's yeah, like you said, an Osage orange used as a deterrent, and it can move them. Basically, it helps to repel them. Right. Which just go find another place. Just go next door, will you? Uh, speaking of helping out and relocating. Uh, we, I sold a hydrangea the other day at the garden center and I had this, I loading it in the car and I noticed this big, like big old grasshopper on it. Wamba grasshopper. It was huge. So I had to catch him and then I had to take him back to where he came from and let him go in the yard there. But such uh, a good person. But he was huge. and <laughs> Well, he would have attacked you if you missed, right? He was, uh, he was kind of running away from me at one point. But. Well, he's saying, holy Moses, this but guy is But he was in the parking big. lot. I didn't want a car to come through and go squat. What? Okay. As I'm chasing him. So he took him to the back 40. Yeah. So I relocated the old-fashioned way. Okay. Well, you, you got a heart there, bud. But it wasn't a spider. <laughs> Spiders. No, no I... Now, Spide, if if the spider didn't do good for the garden, then I would be like, hey, you know what? Also, Aretha works really well. <laughs> if you if you if you loaded it on there and you saw two or three spiders on there, I guarantee you're not going to grab them by your hand and take them out to the back forty. Right, right. You're not going to tell the lady that you loaded it into either. Eventually, <laughs> she has it crawling on her shoulder, and then there's an accident down the middle of the road, half a mile down. No, no, wouldn't do that. No, mm. okay. Well, what is, you, is that all you got to say about spiders, Mike? I think right now, for this time of year, we're going to enlighten you to a number of other things. I want you to stick with us and listen for our next podcast. But for right now, get rid of the myth that spiders are bad. They're not. They're good. The orb weaver, black and yellow, beautiful, beautiful spider. You can freak out, but don't hurt it. It's out there eating the bad insects that you don't want in your property. Exactly. All right. You want to say goodnight, Scott? I want to say goodnight. All right, even though it is maybe sometime midday. It is. All right, we'll see you guys later. Just see you next time, everybody. It. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at Your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.